Hey folks, Dirks Bentley here. If you've seen one of my concerts, you know I'm all about energy. Performing, recording, traveling, being a husband and a father, it's a busy life, and I need to be 100% every day. So when my battery starts running low, I grab a sugar-free, vitamin-packed, five-hour energy shot. It tastes great, and it gets me back to 100% fast. Try it. It could work for your busy life, too. For more information, visit 5hourenergy.com. Blog Talk Radio. Oh, mama, I'm in fear for my life from the long arm of the Lord. Got miles to go before we sleep. Lawman is putting into my running and I'm so far from my We will not go gently. Uh, we're going to unleash hell here in December. Oh, mama, I can hear you crying. You're so scared. Welcome back to another episode of The Standard is the Standard, the BehindTheSteelCurtain.com flagship podcast. I'm editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, Jeff Hartman, and I'm a superstitious guy. You know, I'm a guy that wants to sit in the same spot when I watch the game. If a jersey's working for me, I'm wearing that jersey until it doesn't work anymore. And Lance Williams, my co-host, hosted last week, and I told him, if the Steelers win, you're the host until they don't win anymore. And so I'm hoping that Lance is the host until February. So I'm going to kick it over to Lance Williams, the host of the night show. How's it going, Lance? I am chilling. And, Jeff, let me ask you a question. How did your boy look in the Color Rush jersey? If you don't listen to your show, (laughs) my name is Lance Williams, a.k.a. Color Rush. I have the Color Rush jersey. The 84 Antonio Brown boy looked in the color rush. Was I looking quite hey, dapper? Kind of. Yeah, man. Was it, did it did the brother right? Was it was it working? I liked it. I liked it. You know the thing about the color rush jerseys. As a quick aside before we get started with the show tonight, I think it might have been you or someone else brought it up. It's kind of disappointing the jerseys are because they look almost exactly like their last. The, the throwbacks with the yellow helmet minus the only thing they did different was they threw a patch on the chest. And when I saw that, I was like, well, that really takes away from this. Cause I had a Ben Roethlisberger, one of those throwbacks, you know, the yellow helmet throwback. And I have a color rush throwback. I have a color rush jersey of Ben Roethlisberger. And I held him up and I was like, damn, <laughs> it's basically the same <laughs> thing. <laughs> you know what? Hey, yeah, I fell for it. I got a color rush jersey. They got me. And <laughs> it happens, man. You know, hell, I mean, they sell Steelers spatulas. I have one of those. So when I make burgers, <laughs> I have the Steelers. 
I have the Steelers emblem on my hamburgers. And, of course, it makes there it taste go. a little bit better. And I put the cheese underneath the burger so it doesn't mess up. And the shield, <laughs> the Steelers shield of our burger. So, hell, the NFL knows exactly what it's doing by selling rehash stuff and moving a patch. But with that, I, I want to switch real. Since we're keeping it light in the beginning of the show, we're obviously going to break down the Miami game, give our thoughts, game balls about that show. And we're also going to break down the upcoming game against Kansas City. But while we're talking about you know, non-game specific stuff, I want to ask you a question, Jeff. Do you think Joey Porter's yeah. arrest, and he got the quad factor, and I'm not even going to give you the charges. Listen, you guys know the charges, but he was charged with several things, I think four things. Do you think this will have any impact on their preparation for Sunday? Is it a distraction? What's your thoughts? You know, it, it, this, uh, distractions, I guess, what is a distraction? It, it, in my opinion, if you're a professional football player and you're in the playoffs and you are one game away from the AFC championship game, I don't care if you're an outside linebacker and you're in that meeting room with Joey Porter every day, this cannot be a distraction. And if it is a distraction, then you don't deserve to be in that AFC championship game. Yeah, I understand. I, I think that if, there's, if, there's, if someone's going to be labeled as distracted by this mess, it would be the outside linebackers that he's with every day, that he's coaching them up. But, you know, someone said on our social media on Twitter, or the behind the still curtain Twitter account, that, hell, Joey Porter could probably do – I'm sorry, James Harrison could probably do what Joey Porter does. I mean, the, you have basically a player coach right there, like James Harrison. Uh, Mike Tomlin said that Keith Butler would go back into the linebacker's room and help them out if they had to, which I'm sure he is. Um, I don't personally think it's a distraction. Someone even brought up, could this be a rallying point for them, meaning, let's hey, let's get out there and win one for if he can't be there Sunday – Let's win one, hope he can be back for the AFC Championship game, kind of like a win it for Joey. Uh, I don't know. I'm not buying into the distraction match, are you? No, but I'll tell you what is a distraction. If you've ever been on Carson Street where he got arrested, there are about 20 bars, and each bar has about 75 packs. And I'll tell you, listeners, full disclosure, I stumbled out of it quite a few of those places. I've had a couple of yards <laughs> at Mario's. Me and my brother, look, I, so I get it. Joey was feeling peasy, was feeling lovely, and there's a ton of booze on Carson Street that I'm sure people were buying him. That's part of the thing. People were probably buying him the drink, too. And then he got drunk, and then it went sideways. Let me ask you one more question associated with the arrest. Do you think he gets fired? Okay. Do you think he gets suspended or fired or something by Tomlin? Do you think it affects his well, job stability with the Steelers? Well, he's, he's on leave. You know, we know that. Um, I think that his court date is the 19th of January, from what I understand. I could be wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong, listeners, but I believe that he is, his court date is the 19th. They are already – under the, the whole process, the arrest is being under investigation. And I found out on my Monday show that the police officer that arrested him is not does not have the best record in terms of like wrongful arrest and stuff like that. Um, they're looking into it. 
if I'm the Steelers, I'm like, look, man, you're you're away from the team until you go to court. And after the court proceedings, if it comes back to, hey, what happened happened, maybe some community service, stuff like that, I'm keeping him in the fold. If he has to do some jail time, which, hey, I don't even want to say it, but he's aggravated assault, that's not, that's not a slap on the wrist. That could actually have some jail time associated with it. I don't think it will, but at the same time it could. If, if it's a big if it's a big to do, I think the Steelers say, "Look, you're an outside linebackers coach. We can find another one. You're, we'll, we'll see you later. Thanks for your time." Do you think that this is a fireable offense, or you think they're going to wait and let uh, the justice system do its job? I think they'll let the justice system run its course, and then depending on what comes out, they'll they'll, they'll figure it out. I don't think they're worried about it right now. I agree with you. He's an outside linebackers coach. Hell. James Harrison is the outside linebacker. I'm sure Joey's coaching him a lot. I was being sarcastic. Yeah. So, with that being <laughs> said, I, you know, I, I don't think it's a big deal. But the other big news story not associated with the Miami game was it's been reported that the Steelers are going to use the franchise tag on Le'Veon Bell. And for this year, the 2016-2017 season, that amounts to 11 point. $9 million. What's your thoughts on that move? You think it's a solid move? Well, you think it's just a place setter? They get a long-term deal done? What's your thoughts on that, the use of the franchise tag for Le'Veon? Well, uh, yeah, I always just rounded up to 12, and let's be honest. I mean, it's basically a $12 million tag for one year of service. Um, he's proven his worth to me in this, this year, in my opinion. Uh, I don't think that the Steelers are a franchise tag team. They're not a, a. I think they're going to use it, but I think they're going to use it, like you said, as a place setter for when they finally get a long-term deal done. I just don't. I don't even know. You might know this, Lance. Is, have the Steelers used a franchise tag, uh, not a transition tag? That's what they put on Mike Wallace back when he uh, was in the final year of his contract, and then he didn't sign that when Antonio Brown got his deal. Um, have they ever used a franchise tag for any players? since the franchise tag was created? They have, Jeff. And do you want to make this a contest? I know we have some sponsors that that have gear. Do you want to give away something for someone to answer this question? I know the answer to the question, but can we give away a, a, a sweatshirt or something if somebody – you know, gives us the answers. The first to email I've you got some really, hey, I've, give away I actually, something? I actually have – I have some really cool adrenaline, so not adrenaline. It, uh, I figured the, 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 I have some really cool Steelers socks. They're mid-calf socks. Um, some one of them has all the numbers of the steel curtain on them. Another one has like the picture of like the Clemente Bridge. I'm really cool socks. Antonio Brown, D'Angelo Williams, they've all worn them at practices and stuff. I actually have those in my possession. And if we get someone that's listening live, if they want, you, you can hit us up on Twitter. Um, at BT Steel Curtain, something like that. Um, you can hit me up, and, and I will definitely, um, I'll definitely send those out to you wherever you are, if you can get it right. I'm trying to think of it myself. Who awesome. Let's, let's, can, oh, that's awesome. let's do that, because I, I know the answer. If I'm right, I think they've only used it once. That's the only hint I'm going to give people. They've used it once. Cause I, I had now, let, let me ask, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. So this is a you're saying they use the franchise tag 
and it was not used as a Band-Aid until they got a long-term deal done. They used it as straight-up, you know, this is your one year of service. We're going to pay you that average salary. This particular player was franchise tag. I'm not sure if they okay. if they got a a long term deal, but I know that he got the tag. He was a franchise. He was franchise tag. So, listeners, make sure you hit. We'll send you those socks. Make sure he hasn't worn them though. But he definitely he'll definitely send you those socks. Well, let's shift reels away from some of the non-game stuff, and let's shift to the Miami game. Resounding victory well, by hey, the hold first up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Okay. okay. Hold up. Now, we already had someone guess on Twitter. I got my Twitter feed up, okay. and I'm checking it, and Gina said that he said, he said Jeff Reed got the franchise tag in 2009. Is he right? I don't Is that think who you were so. thinking? That's not who I was thinking. Uh, maybe maybe Gino's right and you're wrong. You ever think about that? Maybe he's right and wrong. We'll check it. I, I know who I'm thinking. I know who I'm thinking is right. It could be wrong there, but I think it's only one person. And if it's if it's All if right. it's, if right. you name the guy that I'm thinking, listeners, you'll still get the socks. There's a time and a place for black and white, like when you're learning to play piano, or when you want a big two-toned cookie, or when shopping for a pet zebra. But if you want to attract customers, there's no room for black and white, so go to Staples. Staples specializes in bold, hard-to-miss color printing. And now at Staples, get 20% back in rewards on color printing, from banners to brochures and copies to presentations. Print more color, save more money at Staples. In-store only. Ends 11 18 Restrictions apply. See store associate or staples.com slash 20 back for details. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So we'll, 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 we'll clear all that up. But let's shift real to the Miami game. Steelers' dominant victory. Double-digit favorites. They played a well of a ball game. Jumped on Miami early. Jeff, give me your game ball on the offensive side of the ball and just your general observations about how the offense plays. Okay, you know, I don't like when this type of stuff gets along with it. I'm going to be real quick. Technically, it should be more than one, but I'm going to give it to the offensive line. Uh, the offensive line, I mean, man. Everyone wants to just look at the the grand scheme and see Antonio Brown streaking into the end zone, and they want to see Le'Veon Bell just gashing the Dolphins with, uh, in the running game. But that doesn't happen without my, the Miami Dolphins being held at bay and being pushed around like ragdolls by the offensive line. Not to mention Roethlisberger, I think, was only sacked once, and uh, he did have, I think, one quarterback hit. They've been playing some tremendous football during this winning streak, and it's carried over into the playoffs. They're my game ball on offense because of the offensive line. What about you? Come on, man. You can't get an offensive line of game ball. I understand what you're saying, Jeff. Why not? I get it. I, I, can you give 
the slab of cement foundation in your house, does that get the credit? Or does the arches, when people drive through the driveway and they see the beautiful arches, when they come into, hey, get a game ball to lay me off, Al, please. Come on, Jeff. The guy, the guy. Hey, he doesn't run. He doesn't run. He doesn't run for 167 without the Hogs, man. I'm telling you. To say Le'Veon Bell, so I'm gonna say Le'Veon Bell for Jeff. Guys, that's the single season, the single game rushing playoff record for the Pittsburgh Steelers, a franchise that had Willie Parker and uh, Franco Harris and Rocky Flyer and and others, and, and Jerome Bettis. It's Le'Veon Bell. Uh, what about give, give me your game ball on the defensive side and just some general observations there. See if I disagree with you on that side of the ball as well. I think I'm probably going to. <laughs> this is how this show is going today. The the defensive side, uh, game ball, hmm, James Harrison. I, I know that Lawrence Simmons had 14 tackles, and I know he had back-to-back sacks, but James Harrison's play in the running game, his play in – just getting after the quarterback and creating havoc in the backfield, tackles for losses, forced fumbles. The guy's 38 years old and is playing like he's 28. It is amazing. I am, I marvel at him every time I watch him play. I'm going to give it to James Harrison. Who you got? James Harrison as well. Surprisingly, we agree. And you know why I agree that it's James Harrison? He, he was a man amongst boys out there because I'm 46. And if I fall out of my car right now and hit the cement, I might be out for two days. He's playing so well at 38. Let me just disclaimer. I'm not saying that he is. (laughs) So if anybody listens to the show and knows James Harrison, I'm not saying that he is, but it's very bondish. I, I, the performance is very bad. Now, why do you got to say that? This is a way of me giving him props. It, 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 no, it's that's a way of saying he's, he's cheating. <laughs> I'm not saying he's cheating. That's why I gave the disclaimer. You know, maybe if all those acupuncture <laughs> needles and him doing all that obscene lifting all year, but whatever it is, the old man is playing fantastic football, and they can't find anyone that's better than him because they've tried to get rid of him. In fact, they have gotten rid of him, and I don't know if they will get rid of him until he just can't do it. But right now, he's playing fantastic football. But before we move to the Kansas City game, Jeff, I have to ask you this question. Rank these four things in terms of how dumb worthy. Number one. Okay. Having been still in the game with under five minutes, passing the ball with Ben in the game under five minutes, throwing the ball on said play <laughs> where he got hurt, or Tomlin's explanation. What do you like how great those four in terms of level of absolute stupidity. 
far as stupidity, I'm going to say that the highest one for me, and you're going to probably be surprised, is having Ben throw the ball when he's in there. That's the dumbest. Then would be Ben being in there, and these don't necessarily go in order. It's just my way of thinking. I'll explain it in a second. Then would be Ben actually throwing the football, and then lastly would be Tomlin's explanation. And here's the thing. I didn't mind Ben being in there as long as he was just handing the ball to the running back. So, honestly, if he's just handing it off three times, I'm okay with Ben being in there. You know, they, they want him in there, but that's fine. I have no problem with that. Third down and eight, run a draw. You know, that's, that's all you have to do. Run a draw and then get out of the way. But my biggest beef was throwing the football in that situation. You don't have to worry about him getting injured if you're not throwing the football in that situation. Okay? So, for me, I say that the dumbest thing was him throwing. The second dumbest thing would be having him in there. The third thing would be him actually throwing the ball. He, I guess it's, I guess it's just a bad habit, or not a bad habit, but it's just habit, habitual, that he steps up in the pocket and tries to make a play when there's no need to make a play. Tomlin's explanation, I thought it was very honest. I, have, I thought it was a really, for, and, and with him, and as someone that watches every press conference, it was kind of like a breath of fresh air for me because you didn't hear him hiding behind his Tomlinisms of, we, we um, oh, what's my favorite one? Oh, we won't live in our fears and all that stuff. It's just a bunch of BS is what it is. He, he, he owned up to it. He said, you know what? That's on me. That's not on Todd Haley. That's on me. I made the call. I'm going to own up to it. He said, I got over-aggressive. And I almost fell out of my chair when I heard Mike Tomlin say that. Holy crap. He said he's over-aggressive. And he's just talking about this. I mean, he, hell, he's over-aggressive with a lot of things, like two-point conversions in the Dallas Cowboys game. I mean, all this stuff, over-aggressive. Yeah, he's over-aggressive sometimes, and he admitted to it. So that's why that's last on my list. How would you rank him, Lance, in terms of stupidest to the least stupid? One, having been in the game in garbage time. And the reason I say that was the dumbest because we know Ben. We've seen Ben do dumb stuff all the time. So none of us were actually surprised that that idiot rolled out and threw the ball. That's Ben. <laughs> like, 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 none of us were surprised that he did it. Oh, yeah, that's Ben. Oh, brother, he's an idiot. That's what every Steeler fan in the world, because you know Ben is that type of guy to do that type of play you got to just protect the dumb guy from himself. Let's just sit you down, hide your helmet, and you go sit over here and just watch Landry Jones hand the ball off. So I thought the dumbest thing was having been in the game and obviously passing the ball was dumb. It, but, but him in the game was dumb, second by throwing the ball and then calling the pass play to throw it. And I think Tomlin just deflected the question from Ben as well as Todd Haley so they wouldn't have to answer it at the end of the week. Bottom line is they dodged a super bullet because we could have been talk hard like injury that ended their season. If you're up 18 under five minutes to go in a playoff game, put your back up in. Just put your back up in and hand the ball off. But enough of that. And enough of the Miami game. 
and let's switch to the Kansas City Chief game and just do the honors, break this game down to us. How should and how will the Steelers be most effective in attacking the Kansas City Chiefs? Hey, sports fans, football season's here, and it's time to get in on the action with MyBookie. MyBookie is the industry-leading sports betting website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite sporting events. You can take a side, the total, or even fantasy points props. MyBookie lets you bet online and win big. Did the game already kick off? Don't sweat it. MyBookie has in-game live betting on every major league and event even esports. There's no better time to join MyBookie than today. Go to MyBookie to open an account and start winning. Use promo code CHAMPION when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus up to $1,000 on your first deposit. Bet today. Visit MyBookie's website or call 844-866-2387. That's 844-866-2387. Check them out today and use promo code CHAMPION for a 100% bonus. Terms and conditions apply for entertainment purposes only. Void where prohibited. Well, how should and how could? Is that what you want? Is that what you said? Just break it down. What do you What do you see on offense okay. side of football? All right. You know how are the Steelers out of this Kansas City Chiefs defense? I think that the Steelers match up the Steelers offense versus the Chiefs defense. I think they match up very well with them. Um, a lot of people talk about how they have ball hawks in the secondary, and I'm not saying they don't. And a lot of people talk about how they have good pass rushers, and Justin Houston will be back in the game. They do. And I know that they have a good plug in the middle when Don But they are a lot like, in, in my opinion, they have a better secondary, but their defensive front is a lot like the Miami Dolphins. It's better, but the Miami Dolphins have some big names too, with Cameron Wake and Zamakin Sue and all those guys. Phillips, I believe, was his name. But they're they're susceptible to being run on, and in the last eight games, uh, they've given up well over 100 yards a game on the ground. If the Steelers get 100 on the ground with Le'Veon Bell, they're going to win. And that's just my that that's just how that's just how the Steelers have been rolling these past eight games where they've won them all. If if Le'Veon Bell gets going, it's, tough, it's almost impossible to beat. Or I should say, impossible to stop. Now, on the outside, and, and what I like about this matchup is that Kansas City is very aggressive, and they're aggressive in their scheme, too. They like to run a lot of man coverage, and Ben Roethlisberger will eat man coverage alive because he knows if he has man coverage on Antonio Brown, he's going to throw it to him all the time. And if he does, if they're shading his side, even with Darius Hayward Bay or even with Eli Rogers or, you know, I don't think Ladarius Green's going to be playing – they have matchups all across the board, in my opinion, in this category. Now, with that being said, Justin Houston is a problem. He can wreck a game single-handedly. I think there's only one other player in the AFC that I think can do that at a better clip, and that's Vaughn Miller in Denver. And I think that the Steelers' offensive line is going to do their diligence. They're going to do the job. And, again, the Chiefs' defense is very aggressive. So. The Steelers know what to do in this situation. They face a really aggressive defense twice, three, and four times a year in Cincinnati and Baltimore. You have to use the short passing game to kind of back them off. You want to run some screens, some draws, catch them being aggressive. And I think that this Steelers offense, if they don't shoot themselves in the foot with stupid turnovers, I don't see a team in the AFC that can stop them. 
period. You can say that's arrogant. Say, call it whatever the heck you want. To me, that's just the truth. The Steelers' offense, it matches up well with them. It's already been talked about that the Steelers could be throwing out some um, some no-huddle looks, trying to get the crowd out of it, getting some early first downs. That's something that uh, kind of went under the under the under the bridge or by the wayside, so to speak, against Miami. Is they didn't have a lot of third down conversions because they were getting first downs on first, second down. They were getting quick first downs, moving the chains, and they didn't have to complete a third down for a while because it was just. I mean, Bell was averaging them at six yards a carry. Do the math, give it to him twice. It's more than ten yards. So that's my breakdown, and I know that's very general, but. They can run on this team. I truly believe that. And I think that the passing game, if they decide to play man coverage and try to load that box, they very well could get burned on the outside. The 45, the 40, I'm sorry, 43 or 14 win in week four, everyone says, ah, we're a different team then. Yeah, I know that the, both teams are different. The one thing that's not different is the way that they play defense. And there's a reason why Ben Roethlisberger went off and threw five touchdowns against them. Eric Berry played in that game. Marcus Peters played in that game. Guess what happened? Torch. That's all I'm saying. I like the Steelers' offense in this matchup. What do you think, Larry? Let me ask you, Jeff, and I asked you the same question last week. What does the stat line look like for the Le'Veon Bell in a Steeler win? Now, let me go back to last week. I was pretty close. I said Ben would be a tick under 300. He wasn't close. I think he threw for 197. He's a clip under 200. In this game, I'm thinking it's going to be Antonio Brown that might end up with maybe 75, 80 yards. I think he gets another uh, another touchdown. Um, look for him in the red zone. I think Bell's going to go for over 100. This might be a game where Roethlisberger throws the ball a lot. It just seems to me, and I actually want to do, I, I want to look back in the past few years and see when Roethlisberger was injured an injury like this where he doesn't miss a week, you know, everyone's like, oh, Ben's not good off of an injury. He's not good off of an injury where he misses time. He's not going to miss time. He's going to play in this game. He's still going to be sharp. He's he's going to practice Thursday and Friday this week. It's, it's, it's not going to be that big of a deal. I'm pretty sure when, they, when he has something like this, whether it's the thumb or the foot or the ankle or the toes, whatever it may be, I'm pretty sure he comes out and lights it up. I can see Roethlisberger going for close to 300. We'll say two touchdowns. I don't think this is going to be a high-scoring game. The weather's not going to be looking – doesn't look too good. They're calling for rain, freezing rain, snow, ugly, ugly football. And uh, so I I think that's going to be the stat line that I'm looking for. I would say Bell, if he gets like a little – just a, a tick over 100, has maybe 30 yards receiving with that. Brown, just under 100. Roethlisberger goes over 250. I say they win. And Ben, you trust. The first interception against Miami, ball went directly through Antonio Brown's hands. The second interception is the infamous, he shouldn't have been passing the football play for five minutes ago. Ben has been turning it over consistently the last four or five weeks. Can he play a clean game, or will he play a clean game, in your opinion, in Kansas City? And is that necessary for the Steelers to win? Yeah, it's absolutely, first, it's absolutely necessary because they have to win the turnover battle. Uh, but secondly, I do trust Ben. I, I, I saw our Ben Roethlisberger against Miami that I hadn't seen in a long time. It was what we call good Ben. He was protecting the football. 
he was making very good, clean leads out of the – I mean, very crisp. And that was a great plan by Haley. Um, when they or Haley and Ben. They probably put the game plan together. I'm sure they do. Um, they really looked into it and said, okay, here's what we got to do. Here's what we have to focus on. And we don't want – we want to keep it in rhythm. We want those two, three-step drops to kind of negate the pass rush. I expect a very similar plan. I'd like to see them get, like, Eli Rogers more involved. Get errors on the field some. He runs good routes. But that second interception, to me, I really find it hard to even count because you could just tell that the play was dead from the start. And ultimately, you looked at it and said, it was garbage time. You know, just like you discredit garbage time touchdowns for the opposition, I kind of discredit that interception. And the first one, like you said, that should have been caught. I think Roethlisberger is going to step up. It's time to see Big Ben play in a big game. He hasn't really done that yet over the past few years. They've almost won despite him. I think this is the time that he turns it on. You're right. But I think he has to play cleaner football. I just don't like the decision at that point in the game to put the ball in harm's way where you can throw a pick six and suddenly, you know, Miami is right back in the game. But I like those keys on the defensive side of football. I'm going to go really simple. When we broke down the first time they played, when you look at this Chiefs offense, it's a high completion offense. But there are some signs from the Miami game that I think are, you know, show that this defense is trending in the right direction. Number one, they held Jay Ajay to 33 yards, 2.1 yards carry. They got five sacks, nine quarterback hits. And I thought Matt Moore got killed by Bud Dupree. I thought the cops were going to just come out and arrest Bud Dupree. I thought the <laughs> ambulance was going to come out on the field like 1994 Madden football when you hit people so hard and you just took them off in an ambulance. And there's no way you can't tell me Matt Moore wasn't concussed. He was seeing a whole slew of Bud Dupree's coming after him after that. But it showed me that the physicality of this defense and the mindset is there, and they're playing physical football. In this game, they're going to give up a ton of completions to the Chiefs. But the biggest thing when you deal with the Chiefs is tackling. You have to tackle the catch against the Chiefs. It is a horizontal passing game, except when they go through their money, man, Kelsey, in front of you, you are trending in the right direction because we had some stats that I broke down in an earlier matchup where we said roughly that the ball only travels probably about five yards to six yards on average in the air when you play Kansas City. So it's paramount that you tackle. And they have to tackle Tariq Hill. If they do not tackle him, he will kill your game. And that leads to the other big thing on the defensive side of football, and I'm going to encompass that in my breakdown, the special teams. Punting the ball and kickoff returns, they have to tackle and they have to play better special teams. So the last thing you want in this type of game against a Kansas City offense that typically needs some numbers is letting Tariq Kill bust you on a broken tackle or bust you on a punt return or a kickoff return and kill your game. The other thing 
is is Kelsey. Kelsey is the best tight end not known to be Rob Gronkowski. They can put him outside the numbers. They can put him in line. They can put him in the slot. The Steelers are going to play a ton of cover three, and they're going to give him some cover two looks. I expect them to try to get Sean Davis on Kelsey, or they're going to get Shea Beer on Kelsey. If they can get Timmons on Kelsey, advantage Kansas City. So the big weapons are Kelsey and Hill, and you have to tackle well and choke off that running game because Alex Smith isn't a guy that I think can push the ball downfield consistently and beat. The thing, though, is tackling and trying to handle Kelsey and Hill. And if they do that, I think they'll be in the AFC Championship. Well, my question for you, Lance, let me ask you something quick about the defense. If you remember, Mike Tomlin talked about this in his Tuesday press conference. That the last time they played the, the Chiefs, you knew who they put on Travis Kelsey, right? You remember? Tell me. I was watching that game film. Just, they kind of were playing a lot of zone. Justin Gilbert. They used the cornerback to cover Kelsey, and it worked. And now, I don't know if they're going to do it again. Mike Tomlin said that he could. They said they're going to take a look at things. Um, I feel like Kansas City would be more prepared for that this time around. But this is Justin Gilbert. I want, I want to say he played maybe 10 to 15 snaps that game. It was only in sub-package football. But they put a cornerback on him. So is that something you would look into doing again? I know I don't know if you looked at that that close. But that's what, that, that's what they did last well, time they played I, in week four. I mean, a basic philosophy is always, you know, give them the same look, see if they figured out a solution to it. If they haven't, go to the well with it. So, It'll be interesting. Gilbert, you know, doesn't really play a lot of snaps on defense, so, you know, that's a concern there. Um, but, I mean, I, I think they can handle Kelsey playing zone. You just got to tackle him. You just got to tackle him and, let him run the, and not let him kill you in the scene. But, you know, they might match up to him with, with the corner. I could see them matching up to him with Davis as well because Davis has corner skills. Um, so it, it'll be interesting to see what they do. But I think it's an offense that they can handle. What they can't handle is not tackling well and he'll buff and or, you know, they turn the ball over, then he'll get some with a touchdown, return a special team, something like that. So I think if they play clean special teams and they tackle, I think they can really handle what Kansas City brings to the to, to this game offensively. Yeah, I mean, they're they're becoming more, as the season progressed, Alex Smith became less checked down Alex, and he started pushing the ball down the field more, and they're going to get Macklin back uh, for this playoff game as well. Um, I just hope that young players, Artie Burns in particular, they understand their role, don't let the guys get behind them, um, no uncontested passes. He's, Artie Burns has been sniffing that fourth interception, and you can just tell he wants to jump a route. And uh, we saw it against Cleveland in Week 17, um, didn't really see it too much uh, against Miami, but they have to play good defense in the back end too because I think the Chiefs are going to try to stretch the field. I think they're going to throw it deep. I think they're going to go throw it deep early, and Pittsburgh needs to be prepared, but that's just my opinion. Go ahead, Lance. What's next on the docket? So let's jump, of course, to prediction time. And Jeff, a.k.a. Joy Harkin. Give me your pick. Yeah. Who wins the divisional round 
Steelers, Kansas City Chiefs this Sunday. Who you got? Give me a score. Break it down for me. Okay, I have um, – I think this is going to be a game that in the first half could be really back and forth, really close. Um, but I think in the second half, Steelers' offense will just wear them down. I think it's going to be close, like I said. Um, I don't think it's going to be like the Miami game. I hope it's like the Miami game. And trust me, that my heart rate did a lot better in the, that wild card game than it did a year ago. Uh, but still, I like the Steelers to win this football game. Shocker, I know. Uh, I'm going to go with the score of Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh 27, and we'll say Kansas City 21. Uh, no, let's go 27 to 24. We'll say a field goal game. 27-24, Pittsburgh wins. They advance to the AFC Championship game to play the New England Patriots in Foxborough. What do you think, Lance? I love the way the Steelers are playing, and I'm going to give you a number that tells me why I think the Pittsburgh Steelers go to Kansas City and win this game. It's the number 10. 10 rushing plays in a row to score a touchdown. And what that tells me is that this offense now knows it is built around Le'Veon Bell, not A.B., not Ben. When you have realized that your bread is buttered by your best offensive player. Not necessarily your most important because without them, they can't go to the Super Bowl. That, that That's a wrap. They can't do it. But everybody's body, they know that everything feeds off of Le'Veon, and they are going to be committed to running the football, and they are going to run the football. And because they have bought into that mindset, I think that travels. Running the football can run on Jupiter, you can run on Mars, you can run on Earth, you can run in a swamp. If you can run the football, it keeps that defense off the football field. It keeps the snaps limited for the defense. I just love the complimentary style of offense that they're playing because it complements everything. I love that. But with that said, Kansas City is hot. Kelsey is a monster. Hill is a monster. They're on the road. Ben hasn't played terrific football on the road. With that being said, I think he turns it over one or two times, but I think the Steelers still win the game. And I like the Steelers to win the game 24-21 on a late field goal by Chris Boswell to go to Foxborough and hopefully slay the dragon known as Tom Brady. So, Joy, we both are picking the Steelers again. What's going on? You're converting me. I'm starting to feel. I'm starting to feel happy. <laughs> Less pessimistic. What's going on, Joy? What's going on? Well, well, let me let me ask you something that I saw the other day, and you probably saw it too. Um, I know that I, I'm much more of a superstition guy. I'm much more of a, you know, if the streak's going, you don't mess with the streak. What are your thoughts on the? Um, I guess you could say, what are your thoughts on just the fact that Andy Reid is 19-2 and in his career coming off the bye week? Uh, do you think that that matters in the playoffs? Do you think that that is an edge or anything like that? I mean, obviously, coming off the bye week, his players are going to be fresh. They're not going to be beat up. Um, do you put any, take any credence to that? I'll answer that by saying the Steelers have Ben, Bell, and A.B., 
it makes no difference whatsoever. It just so happens that he's 19 and two. That's sort of like that stat where Tower was 110 and two or something when they were up 10, whatever in the third quarter or something. And sometimes it just happens that way. Uh, I think you'd have to take a look at who they played after the bye week, see if it made any difference or not. But hey, I think they're going to lose. You know, this Sunday, and it's going to be 19-3. and three. It'll still be a terrific record, but it'll just be one more loss. Yeah. It. But, but, yeah, typically at this point in time in the show, we do a rant. You want to do the rant or you want to turn the rant over to me? How you want to do this? You can go ahead. Rant on, my friend. My rant is not about football. My rant is about Criminals. I hate criminals. And for you criminals out there that busted out my window and my car and took my laptop, I hope you are Cleveland Brown fans. I hope you are fans of a team that's not in the playoffs. I hate criminals. I'm enjoying myself. I'm breaking bread with my brethren, with my crew. At Kingston 11, if you're in the Oakland area, support my boy Adrian Henderson's restaurant, Kingston 11. It's awesome. Jamaica, my window. They must have been Alabama fans. They must have been salty because Bama just got beat because Saban switched offensive coordinators, didn't work on his game plan for defense. I just hate criminals. That's my rant. I hate criminals. I hope they catch these guys. Before I close it down, I do want to say that I took the liberty of looking up the franchise tag information that we talked about earlier in the show, okay? And according to the Pittsburgh post that this is an article that was published on April 8th of 2016. This is when it was first talked about that the Steelers made franchise tag rate on Bell. Here's what they write. The transition tag, all that stuff, is obviously where a team can match the transition tag. Excuse me. The Steelers haven't used any of the tags very often. The previous time they tagged the player was 2014, when former outside linebacker Jason Worlds was transition tagged, not franchise tagged. They also used yeah. the franchise tag on on former kicker Jeff Reed twice in 2009 and 2010. And it said that uh, the Steelers aren't the only teams that have shot away from using the tags in recent years. Only six players were tagged last year, and most of them worked out long-term extensions in the summer before the season began. So were you thinking Jason Worlds? Is that your guy? No. I'm going to have to check my sources because I'm pretty certain that they used the franchise tag on Carnell Lake. Wow, dang, that's way back in the day. Okay. Well, you have to look it up. You have to pretty, look it up because if not, I'm pretty certain. If not, if not our boy, certain. if not our boy Gino is right. Hey, if, if, if you're right, I mean, Jeff's going to send you some really nice socks. Hopefully, the packaging is still on the socks. I'm going to so send you, you some socks, Lance. You, you send me your, you send me your address, and I'll send you some socks. I'll send send you some pictures. You can tell me which pair of uh, pairs you want. 
and you can be rocking some Steelers socks out there on the West Coast. How's that sound? Awesome, and I will take a picture, and I will post it on Twitter so you guys can see my ashy, scaly skin and some beautiful <laughs> Steelers socks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, hey, sorry to hear about your laptop. That sucks. But what's hopefully not going to suck with the Steelers this Sunday at Arrowhead, make sure you check that out. But, hey, check out BehindTheSteelCurtain.com for all your Pittsburgh Steelers needs. We will be back next week, win, lose, or draw, hopefully talking about an upcoming game against the New England Patriots. That's Lance. I'm Jeff. Until next time, we'll see you later. Bye. There's a time and a place for black and white, like when you're learning to play piano, or when you want a big two-toned cookie, or when shopping for a pet zebra. But if you want to attract customers, there's no room for black and white, so go to Staples. Staples specializes in bold, hard-to-miss color printing. And now at Staples, get 20% back in rewards on color printing, from banners to brochures and copies to presentations. Print more color, save more money at Staples. In-store only. Ends 11 10, 18. Restrictions apply. See store associate or staples.com slash 20 back for details. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seemed Smart. It Seemed Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seemed smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain, or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission, or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart.